0: So we've been teaching on the subject, why I must belong to a local church and be committed there. That series we've been treating for months, the title is why must I be in a local church and be committed there. Why must I be in a local church and be committed there number 1 a church is where you learn a church is where you learn is actually where you come to learn you don't learn by looking at the lecturer's face you learn by listening and writing a church is where you come to learn I know in church services, you can have miracles, wonders, signs. In fact, you should. In church service, we can have miracles. We can have signs. We can have wonders. Even in the church, you can have also people having to help us materially. So, in the church, there can be miracles, there can be signs, there can be wonders, there can be people giving people help materially. But the primary function, but the primary function of the local church involves believers who teach, and believers who oversee. So when you come to a local church, you have a believer like me, I'm a believer, and I'm a teacher, at the same time, I'm the overseer of the believers. So in a church, you find a pastor, in a local church, you find a teacher, you also find other believers, who do different things. Are you following me? Next point, the church is a place you grow spiritually. The church is the place or a place you grow spiritually. The church is a place you mature. In the church, I come to the local church so I grow spiritually, so I mature. The essence of coming to church is to grow me spiritually. It's not to grow me into a business tycoon. The church is not a place you become the richest man in Africa. The church is a place you are trained to mature and grow spiritually. Are you with me? If the testimony you have about your church is that you were jobless and now you have a job. <laughs> you were unmarried, but now you are married. Then your church has not played this role fully. If the testimony you have about your church is the fact that when you came to church, you were jobless, and now you have a job, or you are married, but now you are married, your church has not Play this role fully. Because church is more than that. Are you with me? Church is more than that. The function of the local church is that you grow in the word. The function of the local church is that you will grow in the word of God. Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 8. When a scripture is open, we all open it so we know the pastor is not quoting from his head. You don't let somebody open and read something to you that you have not cross-checked. I'll say my last point, then we go to the scripture. I said that the function of the local church is that you will grow in the word. When I say things, I take you to the Bible So you know, it's not Prophet Gilbert that some spirit has entered him. Nowadays, I go amongst my friends, they said something has entered me. I have my own doctrine. My own. As if I bring a special Bible from my house. It's because most of them don't actually read the Bible. Please, open your Bible. Ephesians chapter 4
1: Ephesians chapter four, from reading, verse eight. Reading from verse
0: eight. Mm-hmm.
1: Wherefore he said.
0: Wherefore he said. When he
1: Jesus, ascended up on high.
0: When he Jesus ascended up on high.
1: He led captivity captive. He
0: Jesus led captivities captive.
1: And gave gifts unto and men. And then
0: Jesus gave gifts to men, or gave men as gifts. Uh-huh. Now,
1: now, that he ascended. He says,
0: now that he ascended.
1: What is it but? That he also descended first into the lower. So you have to first understand
0: that before Jesus resurrected, he first died and was buried there.
1: He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, Mm -hmm. that he might fill all things. That he, Jesus, will fill all things. Verse 11. Verse 11. And he gave some, apostles. So he gave
0: some as apostles, men as apostles.
1: And some prophets. Some to be prophets. And some evangelists.
0: Some evangelists.
1: And some pastors and teachers.
0: Some were pastors and teachers.
1: For the perfecting of the saints. He
0: says that the duty or the reason for giving men as gifts, the reason Jesus made somebody to be a pastor, an apostle, a prophet, a teacher, was for what?
1: Perfecting of the saints.
0: Was for the perfecting of the saints. The word perfecting means maturity. So for the maturing of saints
1: for the work of the Pause.
0: So the reason you have a pastor is that your pastor will help you to mature. Mature in business, finance, or mature in what? Read that verse again,
1: verse 12. Ephesians for the, 4. Huh? For the perfecting of the saints.
0: For the maturing of the saints to what end?
1: For the work of the ministry.
0: For what?
1: For the edifying of the body of Christ. No, for the
0: work of ministry. So, the prophet, the teacher, the pastor, the evangelist, the reason God made me a pastor is that I will help you to mature so you can do the work of God. For the work of ministry. I thought it is only pastors who are supposed to do ministry. Brothers and sisters, then you got it wrong. You yeah, I used to think same, that when we say the work of God, ministry, there are some people who are called, your support you friend. We come and help them that God has called them. So if you have some cash, you give them. When you need to see vision, you go and see them. They give you some cards. They give you some prayer, special oil. I thought that is how a pastor or a prophet is. But he says that the reason Jesus made somebody a pastor is not to be letting you sow seed and pour oil on your head and tell you who is the witch in your house. That is what we have limited our prophets to. Who is going to die? Who is going to win election. But the Bible says that the reason for a prophet, a teacher, evangelist, pastor, is for the edification of the saints. For the maturing. Why? Second Corinthians chapter 5 from verse 17. Scriptures. Why do I need a pastor so I can mature to do the work of God? Why?
1: Second, Second Corinthians, Corinthians five, 5,
0: 17, he says verse, what?
1: Therefore, if any man be if, in Christ, if what? Any man. Any? Any man.
0: Are you any? Are you in Christ? So he says, if any of us, we are in Christ, we are what?
1: A new creature.
0: We are what?
1: A new creature. So
0: the only thing we like saying a lot is, I'm a new creature, I'm a new creature. That is not the end of the verse. Continue.
1: All things, are passed, all things away.
0: are passed away. Behold, all Behold, things, are, all become things are become new.
1: And all things are of and God. all
0: things are of God
1: who has reconciled us to Himself who by Jesus Christ. Who has
0: reconciled us to Himself by Jesus Christ?
1: And has given to us?
0: And He has given to who? To us. Those who are the us. Those who are new creatures. Those who are in Christ. He has given to us what?
1: the ministry of reconciliation
0: ministry of what
1: reconciliation so
0: every believer has a what not ministry of dancing you know? no choreography you no know? singing you know? ministry of reconciliation to to it, the wit re- that, that God, God was in, was Christ, in Christ, reconciling, reconciling the, world, unto the himself, world to himself, not
1: imputing their not imputing unto
0: them, trespasses unto them, and
1: has committed unto and us he has
0: committed to us what the
1: word of reconciliation. So the
0: ministry is the what? The word we preach the word of reconciliation. Every believer is a preacher. Every believer born again, you are in Christ. You are a preacher. In the Bible, there is no Bible school. Church is the Bible school. So, those, this is, is we, we created that. Oh, we've got a course, then you go to a Bible school, then you graduate. So, since you have not gone to Bible school, you don't see why you should preach. I am telling you, when you meet God, don't say, I didn't tell you. He says, if you are in Christ, you have been given the message, the word, the ministry. Watch it. To us where. Verse 20. And he has made you what?
1: Now then we are ambassadors are for Christ. You are what?
0: An ambassador of Christ. As ambassador? God... You see, we are so materialistic that even this message, we preach it in prosperity. When somebody is an ambassador, it means that he has money. Oh, have you seen the ambassadors? Their cars are all CD. You have a CD car. Eh? You think having ambassador is the same as Papua Guinea ambassador? You are deceiving yourself. The main role of an ambassador is to represent the country which they come from. So he is simply saying you, you are a representative of heaven on this earth. So, uh, he explains to us.
1: Now then, we are ambassadors we of Christ. We are now
0: ambassadors of Christ. As
1: though God did God beseech is you doing by what? us. Did beseech you by God
0: us. God is pleading through us.
1: We pray you in Christ's stead. Be ye reconciled to God.
0: Uh, oh, see. God is pleading for men to be reconciled with God through you. Wo, What? 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 God is pleading through you. So, every born again, thank God for whatever talent or gift you have, have it in your head. You are Christ's representative. So, when you come to church as a believer, the duty of your pastor is to train you so you mature. In the work of the ministry that God gave I didn't give you. I have not sent you. He sent you. But I am brought here to help you grow in it. So that when you are going to be accountable on that day, you will be telling stories. If you, if you are fortunate, and you had a pastor who was always shouting your next on the line, at least you can have an excuse. That's sir, my Lord, I didn't hear. They told me I was next on the line. October is my year of making it. <laughs> August is a new age, is the number for new beginning. I am beginning afresh. I am taking over. That's what I heard. But if unfortunately you passed through these doors and came here and you sat here, your excuse have ended. You are in Christ. You are an ambassador. You are a minister of God. You are a man of God. You are a woman of God. Woman of God, man of God is not a title. It's who you are. You don't need olive oil to become a man of God. You are a man of God. Say, I am a man of God. Oh, one more time. I am a man of God. So at least you yourself, you have confirmed that I told you. I have trapped you. Yes. Back to our Ephesians. He said that he gave gifts to men for the maturing of the saints. For the work of ministry. 12. Back. Ephesians, Ephesians everybody. For 12. Ephesians 4, 12.
1: For the perfecting of the for saints. For the
0: perfecting of the saints.
1: For the work of the ministry. For
0: th- of ministry
1: for the edifying of the body of for Christ. the
0: edifying of the body of Christ thirteen
1: till we all come in the unity of the faith
0: till we all come in the unity of faith which is
1: the, the knowledge, knowledge of the Son of God of
0: the Son of God unto
1: a perfect man
0: unto a perfect man unto
1: the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ
0: unto the stature of the uh, the of Christ. Can we all read verse 14 together? Ready? Go. That That we henceforth be no no more children tossed to and and fro and and carried away about about by every wind of doctrine, doctrine, by by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to to deceive. Next point. In other words, you can remain a baby as a Christian. He says that we henceforth be not children. Babes. The Greek word is nepios. Nepios. N-E-P-I-O-S. N-E-Nepios. n. E-P-I-O-S that's for children or for babes nepios he says henceforth we not being what children nepios it means an undeveloped person the Greek word for children babe. Is nepios. It is defined or it implies an undeveloped. He says if your pastor helps you in the word and helps you to mature, to do the work of ministry, you will henceforth not be an undeveloped person Tossed to and fro by any wind of doctrine. The word nepios also means infant. Infant. That means some Christians are still infants. They have been in Christianity for a long time. You see, your growth in Christianity is not how many years. It's the knowledge you have. In Christianity, we grow by knowledge. Tuba nyamimu you still have old archaic, non-scriptural truth. It doesn't make you mature. Nepios again is someone who cannot recognize things. There are people who are still arguing. Whether are you sure you are saved at this time of the day? By this time, you can't even tell when somebody is saved or not. Yet, you have been in Christianity since Mongo Park went to Nigeria. Nepios. You can't recognize. They are still preaching to Christians and asking you, Are you sure if the trumpet sound, you will go? Sadu e bas muni e pitchu so messages are for glory parts. You are standing in church, in the house of God, and asking Christians. As I'm talking to you, I close your eyes, bow down your head, and ask yourself: Are you a Christian? Ah. Uh-uh. It doesn't matter. You may be singing in the choir. First place they always go is the choir. Are you sure? I'm giving you last chance. Come and rededicate your life to Jesus. So, infants, they cannot recognize. Telling you. They can read. The Bible says, For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. Whosoever believed in Him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Brothers and sisters, if you have Jesus, you have everlasting life. Then the same person who told you, if you receive Jesus, you have everlasting life, is still asking you, are you sure? Because they can't even recognize what is everlasting. And what is temporary. That's point. So there are so many believers today who cannot recognize anything. So many believers. They can't tell. They can't tell which is of God, which is not of God. Anything flows as long as you are mentioning Jesus. You see, guys, somebody sent me a picture, I saw people holding plenty butter bread in church. Big, big ones, big with the two. Prophetic on the bread. Others were holding water. Several things. When you are infant, you are carried away by any wind of doctrine. Any wind. Honey service. Fruit service. This service. You can't recognize the difference between what was used as symbolism and we are in reality. Reality. Some things were just used as an illustration for the coming of Christ. When Christ came, nobody is using illustration again. If your father was in America and nobody knows your father and you brought your father's picture, and since your father is in America, he will be coming next week. Every day you have been showing us your father's picture. Then your father comes from America. He is in Ghana. He is standing here. And you are still showing us the picture of your father. When your father is standing here. So please, where is your father? They say, you are picking your, 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 photo, your, your photograph that you have. See, this is my father. Yet your father is standing. That's what Christians are doing. Those things were used to represent Christ when Christ was not there. So, when Christ comes, we do away with those things. Now, Christ is not a bread we eat. The bread becomes the word. You believe the word, you have eaten him. That's why when he came, he says, Come unto me, ye that are hungry, come and eat my flesh. For my flesh is meat indeed believe in Christ. It's like eating that bread they have been eating to waste their time. There are symbolisms. Symbolisms. That's why at the, at the last supper, Jesus took the bread. This is a Jewish tradition. They have been eating this bread since Egypt. But they didn't really understand it, what it represents. So the night that Jesus was being crucified, he took that bread they have been eating. He says, this bread you have been eating, it is my body, which is about to be broken. I'm going to the cross. And when my body is broken, to be shared for all, for the remission of sins, my blood. So he's saying, Moses gave you bread and wine to represent me and what I was going to do with my body and my blood. The next time you'll be doing this is in my kingdom. Because in the kingdom of God, whosoever believes in your heart and confesses with your mouth, Christ is in you. Simple. That's why he didn't come back after resurrection to come and have Lord's Supper with them. The next time he came, they broke bread and fish. I bought tilapia and a dinner. Then there was confusion in the church in Corinth. When they are sharing food, the rich people are behaving some way. Then Paul said, have you forgotten that the night that our Savior was crucified, he took bread and says, take this and eat. Do this to remember that in Christianity, it is about sharing that anytime you are going to do anything, have it in your mind that Christianity is not about you, Christianity is about the other person. He didn't say they should be eating communion. He was rebuking division in the church in Corinth. Yet they had done a tradition. Rebuking division. He says, that is why some of you are hungry. Some of you die. Because when they come to the church to eat, they eat and leave the rest, the people who are poor. And he says, when we come together to eat, we are eating as fellowship, as a family. So if you think you really are hungry, eat in your house before you come. Because this thing we do, we are just sharing fellowship. Because in Christianity, breaking bread is part of fellowship. So that irrespective of your position in society, when we come, we are family. So we break bread. When you go and pick it out of context, then you create your own belief. What was Paul addressing? He was addressing division. And one of the things that divides people is food. Because they have brought complaints. That some of their widows have been neglected in the distribution of food. You have to read Bible in context. The special communion service. Special day service. Special day service. Then people have faith in bread. Bread is a man who is in free heaven. And cheruban he begu Bredy. Bredy, I'm a cherub. Bredy, I fear any na Bravo. Usua begina show demu. Hey, didn't me me. He says that when you are a baby in the Lord, anybody can just quote anything from the Bible and you say anything, and you think it is God. Tell you a babe? Anybody quotes any scripture to date. People are still quoting, work out, work out. Simple English. He didn't say, work for your salvation, he said, work out. If you don't have the salvation, can you work it out? He didn't say, work for your salvation, with fear and train. He said, work it out. If you are working something out, it means the thing is in and you are working it out. And then the next verse says, It is God who even works in you. What are you talking about? How do you work for salvation? When salvation is a gift of God, it is not of works. When you don't read, when you are not taught, you will be carried away by any wind of doctrine. You are tossed to and fro. One minute, you are shaking. Know whether you are safe. <laughs> Read your Bible. For the times and seasons of the coming of the Lord, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. It is those who don't know Jesus that the coming of the Lord will be like a thief in the night. He says, Not you as a Christian. So people creating misty. Oh, Jesus. In 1949, There has been a worse pandemic than this one. There was, technology was not this high. People can send WhatsApp and tell you, do this, do this. They didn't have phones. 1949. They had the Spanish flu. At that time, there was no TV. Right? Was there TV? I don't know, but for one show, I knew there was no mobile phone. For anybody to talk and all of us can hear. The the world didn't come to an end there. Then now, because of Corona, the world has come to an end. Ah, stop that. You see, the Bible is such that when you don't allow the Bible to talk to you, you can create anything from the Bible. The Bible has a message. You either listen to the message of the Bible or you take your message into the Bible and say whatever you like. So people just quote scriptures. Anything that sounds like what is happening, they will create a message out of it. And when you are not properly taught, you will be carried away. Ephesians 4.14 again.
1: Ephesians chapter 4, the verse number 14. Mm-hmm. that we henceforth
0: that we henceforth Christians henceforth
1: be no more children.
0: We are no more children tossed to and fro. that we are tossed to and fro and carried about with and every that wind we are of carried doctrine, away by any wind of teaching Doctrine is simply men, teaching by the sleet of men.
1: And cunning craftiness.
0: And cunning craftiness. Whereby
1: they lie in wait to deceive.
0: Whereby they lie to deceive. If you don't do this, this will happen. If you don't do this, some of these teachings are just deception. I'm sorry. Please, write this down, please, I beg you. One of the fruits of a good local church, one of the fruits of a good local church, One of the fruits of a good local church is that a good local church educates you, instructs you. One of the fruits of a good local church is that a good local church will educate you, instruct you, teach you in such a way you are free from deception. One of the fruits of a good local church is that a good local church will educate you, it will instruct you, teach you in such a way you are free from deception. When you are in a good local church, you cannot be deceived because you are well informed. But also you are matured. A good local church You cannot be deceived because you are well informed. And you are also matured. Maturity means you have become skillful in the things of God. You are like an expert. Maturity means you have become skillful in the things of God. You are like an expert. And when you are matured in Christianity, you also know how to minister things of the spirit. A mature Christian knows how to minister things of the spirit. One proof that you are a mature Christian is that you know how to minister things of the spirit. You can preach salvation to somebody. You can pray for somebody to speak in tongues. You can minister healing. You can prophesy. You can interpret tongues. There are signs of a mature Christian. A matured Christian can stand on his own, her own, and pray for souls. Not killing your family witches. Tying down bloodlines, superline. As if you run a railway station. Demons in your bloodline. In your uterus. Answer. A mature Christian knows how to comprehend... More the things of the faith. A matured Christian knows how to comprehend more the things of the faith. It is sad that we live in a time. That as the days go, believers are getting more uninterested in the word. It's very sad. We live in a generation that all they want is quick fix. When you go to church and they are teaching and they are writing, they think it's dull because they have been used to gymnastics, gymnastics. Let's invite Jesus. Shatter dancers! Yay! Yeah. And you feel what I'm Oh, Jerusalem. You They don't even know what that thing means. So. The fact that they hear Jerusalem. we oh, 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 Jerusalem, di Because we are not thorough in our state. That's why some, somebody can sing, you know. Somebody can sing, and he knows that we are just emotional when it comes to singing. Then any or come And people are singing this song. And they think it's praise unbelievable Um, it's just unbelievable it shows you how some people perceive Christians because they can insult and add Jesus at the top of the insult and it's a worship song Sadly, some people go to church because of the church building. The church is nice. Have you entered that church? Have you seen the new building they are built? So their reason for being interested in that church is because of the building. Some people go to church because of location. For them it is close. Why have you not been going, oh, I moved to another area and it's far from my church? Location. Some go to church because the pastor is good looking. Unbelievable. Some go to church because of how the ushers dress. Usher's usher's dressing is the reason some go to church. Some go to church because you are interested in the type of cars that come to that church. The number of cars, have you seen the cars that are parked in that church? You are doing well. Oh, God. Pastor Chris says, somebody told him that the reason he goes to church is for business connections so that he can develop his profession. Says he's heard at that church, they are big men. People who are connected. See, now we live in a, a networking era. So you have to strategically connect yourself. So even going to church, the motivation is not the word of God that is spiritual. It's because so-so and so is there. So-so and so is there. Question, how many people go to church because of the word that is taught? How many people go to a church because they want to hear the word? Hear me? The work of the local church write this in capital the work of the local church is not doing church service. The work of your local church is not doing church service. The work of your local church is when church is over. When you go home. When you go to church or not, is seen after you are out of church. Because you reflect the message you are hearing. The moment the message you are hearing is not having impact in your life, you should check yourself. There is no way you can be going to a church that emphasizes on evangelism and you are not evangelizing and you don't see that you are out of the will of God. There's no way. You go to a church that emphasizes prayer and you are not praying. It's a fact of life. When the message is not having impact on you, it can even reflect on your dressing. The work of the local church, it will be seen in your discipline. So you can look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, do I reflect your car house? Do I? You can. You can assess yourself. Am I praying as much as my pastor wants? Am I allowing the word into my life? If I go out to preach, do I look like an ambassador of Christ? Are the people in your house, do they see you as a minister of God? In your office? are you a true representative of Christ? Is Christ seen in you? I remember when I was in Poco I used to call some Christians Christian Bobby, could you, could you Bobby Brown Michael Jackson because they are everything you don't even know which of them they are when the wealthy people are going they go when unbelievers are going, they are going. When Christians are going, they are going. So we gave them Griffey Bobby Brown. Because that time Bobby Brown was the top artist then. So you can ask yourself, are you a reflection of the message of your church? When you see a church that, that emphasizes materialism, you can see it. It's a reflection. When you see a church that emphasizes which is and which you can see it. Everybody suspects somebody. It's the emphasis of the church. You become a reflection of your church. Except you are rebellious. Because the message plays a role in your life. The disciples were seen and said, These men have been with Jesus. They have. You have been with Jesus. It reflects in your life. There are people who wait in the house till the prayer has on himself by five. days upon prayer. It's a reflecting of what is happening in your life. You can't be spirit filled and run away from prayer. I'm telling you, I've said it to you. Sometimes I tune to radio. They are praying about witch and wizard and whatever. But because I love prayer, I pray along with them, but not with their topic. Your spirit will bear witness. Ah. when the baby in Elizabeth's womb saw the baby in Mary's womb, it leaped. You can't be a Christian, people are praying and then you are, what? Christony. Some people, they only Christians in church. If you see how they are insulting some church because they pray in their area, don't do that. Thank God your church is not disturbing any church. It could have been your church. true Christian who loves worship, you can hear a song, you may not even know the words, but your spirit identifies with it. There are certain things. It, it links. Everybody we are praying in India, you are changing on your phone. It's a sign. Something is wrong. you need to check yourself. you need to check yourself into a spiritual hospital. It's. because no confebo. When your spirit does not connect to the things of God, know something is wrong. Don't take it lightly, I'm telling you. When your spirit is not connecting, some things you used to be crazy about, now it's become some way. Something is getting wrong. The earlier you check yourself, the better. Because a child of God must be in tune with the things of God. You have the spirit of God in you. It doesn't matter how it is. That's why it doesn't matter how far you go. You still come back. You can be led astray for a while. Not forever. You get yourself up. Nobody's going to do it for you. And the earlier you do it, the better for yourself. So questions you should ask yourself. Do you on your own? Think on the word of God. Do you on your own meditate on the word of God? Do you on your own in the car, at home, on your bed, just think of the word you received? Do you meditate on God's word? That shows the function of your local church. Paul writes to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. Let's go to 1st Timothy 1st Timothy chapter 3
1: verse 15 1st Timothy chapter 3 verse 15 mm-hmm. But if I tarry long, he
0: said, "If I tarry long,
1: that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself." You in the should know God, how you should behave yourself
0: in the house of God, which
1: is the church of the living God. Which
0: is the church of the living the God,
1: and the ground of the truth. The church is what the pillar, the pillar, and the ground of the truth. and the ground of truth. And without controversy.
0: And without controversy.
1: Great is the mystery of God. Great godliness. is the
0: mystery of God. Chapter 5, verse 17.
1: First Timothy, chapter 5, the verse number 17. Mm-hmm. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor.
0: He says, let the elders that rule well
1: be counted of what? Worthy of double honor. Double honor. Especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. Especially
0: those who do what?
1: Labor in the word and doctrine. Who labor
0: in the word and doctrine. In other words, next point. These two scriptures shows us that in other words, a good pastor is not the one who visits you when you are not feeling well. A good pastor is not the pastor who visits you when you are not feeling well. Or sends you What's up that your week is blessed? A good pastor is not the one who visits you when you are not feeling well, or sends you and what's up, my sister this week you carry over, you will take over, you overtake. A good pastor is the one who labors to teach you the word of God. A good pastor is the one who will labor steady to come and teach you the word of God because the house of God is the pillar of truth. And he says you should give double honor to those who labor in word and doctrine. A good pastor is the one who labors to teach you the word of God because that is the focus of the local church. That is the focus. The word of God is the focus of the local church. So hear me, if you complain about your car house and series, series, that series, that, you are worrying yourself. Hear, hear well. I don't need to lie to you. I, Prophet Gilbert, I don't need to lie to you. That we are a church. But rather we are a music center. Some people say, I come to church, there' church there and there and there. You go there, it's like an entertainment ground. I don't need to lie to you that we're church. And I come and give you motivational speeches. Those ones you can get from TED. Google TED. You find plenty of motivational speeches. Are you afraid to take a risk? The first step is the most important. They are there. That's not my job. My job when you come to church is to help you grow in Christ. My job is to help you grow spiritually in Christ. The church is not a place you build your career. There are several information platforms that your careers can be built. Master, I a career Anything I give you, I'm like the Loto doctor. School, So if I start educating you on how to prosper, step one is an information I have not practiced. You know loto doctors, they make people rich, but they themselves, they are not rich. They say they are good Samaritans. So when a pastor is teaching you 40 steps to make it in the marketplace. No, if somebody knows he has copied, if he knows how to be relevant in the marketplace, he should start for his family. I have a friend; he teaches a lot on mega churches and how to have a mega church. Onuemonia, sorry, I don't know how he got that anointing, but I know he started a church. I visited the church; they were not up to forty but he is teaching people how to have a mega church because he believes God has anointed him for that. And the anointing is not working on his own life. He tried, he has tried several churches to start, or start here and start Yet he has opened a school and people are enrolling and learn how to have a mega church. How can you promise something you can't give? I remember those days when I sat in bus from Kumasi to Accra, and the man was selling ouroswedru. You're selling medicine for stammering. Sat in the guy, This 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 this. I have this is this is, this is, me, medicine. If you take 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 one in the morning, one in the evening, you will never stammer. Then somebody lifted their hands and said, sir, how come you, you are studying medicine for, sir, sir, stammering, and you are stammering. He says, my sister, I have tried, and tried. It. It's not working. But I am sure when you try, try it. It will work. Amazing. Are you with me? Hear me. When you come to church, my duty is to help you have a clearer understanding. I want you to have a clearer understanding of who your Savior is And who you are in him. When you come to church. You come to have a clearer understanding. Of who. Your savior is. And then. You have a clearer clearer understanding. Of who. You are. In your savior. Are you with me? Very, very important. So you must understand the importance of the local church. So going to church or belonging to a local church is not an option. It is not a hobby like, I like golf. of football. The local church is an important ingredient in God's plan and purposes. The local church is an important ingredient in God's plan and purposes. Apostle Paul his revelation was given to the church. And everything Paul taught he taught it to a church. The revelation we have today of who we are in Christ, what our benefits was given to Paul. And Paul did not teach it to one person. He taught it to the church. And in those days, they didn't have the luxury of technology. So if you don't go to church how can you grow in the things of God because they didn't have printing press for the messages of Paul to be printed and given to you. They didn't. It's either you are in church So that what is taught will help you grow and develop your Christian life. Every time Paul wrote a letter, it had to be read to the churches. So they go to church like we have come today, and first Thessalonians will be read. So if you are not in church, you miss an important part of your Christian development. So going to church as a Christian who is a serious Christian is not an option. Whereby, oh, my friend's party versus going to church. You didn't have to choose between because when you miss it, you have missed it. There were no recorders that, oh, if I don't come, I'll get the message. That is not how they grew their spiritual life. You see, the seriousness they attach to Christianity, if we are attaching that, we'll be seeing the miracles they saw. There's nothing different between the Christ they have and the Christ we have. It's attitude. It's attitude. It's attitude. That's why now, in the world, the fastest place the church is growing is China. You know why? It's a communist country. They don't allow church buildings, all those things. Even Bibles are smuggled. So when you meet a Chinese Christian, they are different. Some of them are arrested for preaching, for reading the Bible. And if, one, when, if they have a Bible, they recite the Bible. They know it. You come to church, somebody has gone to study. Right, Enukrapo is a problem to you. They, the way the church is growing there, It's unimaginable. And the kind of testimonies they're having, it's not material testimony. I bought a car. No. So sometimes I think even listening has really punished us. They're serious. Imagine if you were a disciple of Jesus and Jesus said, tarry in Jerusalem until the day of Pentecost and you are in your house or you are strolling to church. And the day of Pentecost was fully come, and they were all 120 people. They didn't have alarms, wrist watches. but they were all in one accord, in the same place. some strolling to church as if nothing is at stake. It's your attitude towards the things of God? You are praying, we are praying. You have come to church. We are praying, you are sitting in your car receiving call. It's your attitude. How would you grow with such an attitude? Some cannot sit in church without touching their phone. They just have to check who messaged. How do you develop your Christian life like that? Whatever you don't respect, you can attract. Whatever you don't respect, you can attract. You will start seeing growth in your spiritual life when you start valuing the things of the spirit. You will see. Some can even, whilst preachers go, they can start up to go and receive a call. Because Jesus called them. Or they got a message from Holy Ghost. So they have to leave their service to go and attend to a human being calling their China phone. Attitude is our problem. They went to church without recorders. So they paid attention. It was read to them. And if they had to copy, they copied the Bible manually. Please. They didn't have efficiency. Romans, no small, small books. When poor went to church, their Bible was ex- Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. This begat this, those things that when you see, you flip over. That was their Bible. That is how they learned spiritual growth from. In the coming years, I'll be teaching you how to preach from Genesis without quoting New Testament for somebody to be saved to speak in tongues. Is there. That's what they used. They didn't have Acts of Apostles. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. If you believe in your heart. Sir? (laughs) You think that's what Paul them used? No. So imagine you belong to their days and you didn't belong to a local church. Or every week there was a church you went to. Or you come this week, next week you won't come. What should I do in a month? You select the type of services you come. Some people they only come on Sundays. They have never come to an evening service. So as we are learning how to hear the leading of the Spirit, they don't know anything about it. They've never gone to any of the fellowship meetings to go and learn with the brethren so that the things you didn't understand on Sunday when it's broken that they can get it, they don't. If you are work, you go only Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. When they sack you. Or when you are going to work, you know reporting time is 8 o'clock you leave your house at 12. And when you go, you don't go with anything, you just go and sit down. And at the end of the month, they will pay you. Because you are Jesus' son. Next point. A gathering is required to have a church. Jesus actually saved you and then he put you into a gathering, into bracket and assembly. First, I said a gathering is required to have a church. You can't have a gathering. You can't have a church without a gathering. And then everybody must understand that when you got saved by Jesus, you were put into a gathering. The moment you are saved, you must belong to an assembly. You must belong to a place where you are growing spiritually. And I explained last week that you can't be growing spiritually anyhow. When you see me becoming big, it means I've not been exercising. Since I had the ankle injury, for more than a month, I've not gone jogging or playing football. I am growing fat. So if it was spiritually and I'm not praying, some of you that's how you that's how you look in the realm of the spirit. Why a checko? Because you have not been exercising your spirit, man. Empire umobi, Corona damo who did die by heart? To you, no fasting, no preaching, no hearing word, nothing, nothing. You are just there, fantasizing with worldly things. Every three seconds, you're on Facebook, Instagram. Taking shots. You can't wait to attack people. It's a sign of your spiritual life. It's a sign. It's a sign, you It's a sign. It's a sign of what is happening to you. I said it again last week. When I returned to jogging, I started feeling muscle pain. I caught. I thought, why? They say, oh, it's normal. Your muscles haven't been exercised for some time. That's why you are having it to go on. The pain will go on for some time before your muscles accept that you are back to exercising. The same way with prayer. Brothers and sisters, if you've not been praying for some time effectively, not been reading, following the studies, you will struggle at the beginning. You have to endure the pain. Pick yourself up. Because whatever you fail to do, you come and do it later. And the longer you wait, the more difficult it becomes. That's the sad thing about anything you have to recover. There is no shortcut to development. There is no shortcut to spiritual growth. The school I went to, St. Anthony, when you do very well, they will promote you. So friends who were, who were in class one, they jumped them to class three. Spiritually, there's no jumping. No? There is no jumping. Nobody is going to give you automatic step. It's step by step, precept upon precepts, line by line. Next point. Paul's letters. Contained so many things. Paul's letters. They contained so many things. Jesus had in his mind. But never said. Paul's letters. Romans. First and second Corinthians. Galatians. Ephesians Philippians. First and second thessalonica timothy first and second timothy titus all the writings of paul contained so many things jesus had in mind but never said in his ministry in john 16 12 jesus said i had yet many things to tell you but ye cannot bear it now but when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will lead you into all of the truth. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10, Paul said the mystery that was hidden in ages is now made known. Read the 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 2, chapter 2, 9. verse 9 and
1: verse 10. Mm-hmm. But as it is written, as it is written I, has not seen, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor ear heard, neither, ear heard neither has entered into the hearts heart of, of men what God the things which God has prepared for them that love, love him. Mm-hmm. But God has revealed them unto us But God by his has spirit.
0: Revealed, us, revealed it unto us by his spirit. For, for the, the spirit, spirit searched all things. things yea, yea,
1: the deep things of God.
0: The deep things of God. Next point. So we see that in the revelation of Paul... In the revelation of Paul, Paul unlocks the entire scriptures. What was a mystery, which is the Old Testament that people don't understand, in the writings of Paul, Paul unlocks them. Paul brings clarity to what Moses wrote. What the prophet prophesied. Imagine there was no writings of Paul. The church would have been in trouble. All you would have had is (laughs) imagine your Bible just had Genesis to Malachi. Then Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. As of Apostles. Then you have James. First and second Peter. How would you know who you are in Christ? (laughs) How would you know you have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places? How would you know you are no more a slave, you are a son? Paul gave us the understanding of what Jesus did when he died, buried and rose again from the dead. That's what Paul did for the church. Paul's letters helped to smoothen our study of the Old Testament. I'll take my last scripture for today. What Peter said about Paul's letters, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. I said Paul's letters helped to smoothen our study of the Old Testament. So when you read Paul's writings, it will help you to understand the Old Testament. So you can say that when I read Romans, Ephesians, Corinthians, it is explaining the Old Testament. Paul's letters explains the Old Testament. So if you read anything in the Old Testament you don't understand, just come and read the epistles. It is explained there. 2 Peter 3.15
1: fifteen. Second Peter chapter 3, the verse 15 This
0: is Peter giving an account in his own letter about Paul's letters. Wow.
1: An account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. He
0: says the account of God's long-suffering long is salvation. If you want to know what God stands for, is salvation. Uh-huh.
1: Even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom Given unto him has written unto you.
0: He says that salvation message is that wisdom that God has given our brother Paul in his revelation. Verse 15,
1: 16. Mm-hmm. As also in all his epistles. And as also in all Paul's epistles. Speaking in them of these things.
0: Paul speaks in his epistles the salvation of God, the long-suffering of God.
1: In mm-hmm. which are some things hard to be understood. He says, to "In be which
0: false writings are some things hard to be understood." Which not say you can't understand. He says they are hard to be understood. Eh?
1: Which they that are unlearned, which they that are
0: unlearned and unstable rest, mm-hmm. as
1: they do also the other, scriptures, other scriptures unto their own destruction.
0: Unto their own destruction. So it is evident that Peter read all of Paul's writings. Peter read all of Paul's writings. When he says they are hard to be understood, he didn't say they cannot be understood. In the Greek it means it takes understanding. Depth of understanding. In those days, the letters of Paul was referred to as scriptures. In those days, the letters of Paul was referred to as scriptures. That is something that is inspired of God. They were referred to as scriptures. That is something that became... A reference for teaching in the church. Are you with me? So it's important to understand that we come to church to learn. A friend of mine says he preaches 10 minutes, 15 minutes every Sunday because the human mind cannot take anything after 15 minutes. I said, good for him. Yet people go to lectures from morning to evening. If you come and sit and listen to a message for one hour, 15 minutes, the word has not come to an end. If I'm to teach you, you have to leave the service with information. The church is not an entertainment ground. If I'm to help you grow spiritually, we grow by grace in knowledge. The Christian grows by knowledge. As I'm teaching you, you are growing, but you are not seeing. Because knowledge informs, information sets you free. It takes away some things. And then it builds your conviction. That's what information does. Hallelujah. So, in this series, gradually, we are trying to bring out why we go to church. What is the church for? then you come to understand from the coming weeks I'll be dealing, there are personalities in the church. What is my role in church? You have to. If you don't know, you will just come because you have to come, so that they don't worry you. we didn't see you in church. Or because of one problem you are going through, you want to see a pastor for it. Yes, pastor can pray for you, but that's not the reason we come to church. That's why some people have been going to till date, they are still doing pray for me. There are some things you should be able to stand on your feet as a child of God. You don't need anybody to introduce you to God. You don't need anybody to go ahead of you as the what? If I pray, the same way God will hear my prayer, the same way God will hear your prayer, there's nothing special about me that is different from you. The only thing I can do for you in prayer is that I agree in faith with you. That's all. The difference between me and you is that I know my right in Christ that you have not found out. That's all it is. There's no special yes on your bumper and your meeting. How? By what criteria did your prayers become more so that we are all children of God. Then you say, Hey, yes, that my child, hey. No, no. You think that's what God is doing? Oh. Your prayers don't move God, He moves the things you are praying about. All those they are just emotional things. Because God gave you power. So you are to use the power. You are also calling him that he should stand up. My favorite one. Near will see your voice. <speaking in> what <Hebrew> God is a spirit. He's the same yesterday, today. He doesn't change. He doesn't need to kick his anything. When I pray, I make the power of God available. I direct the power of God to things, situations. Not God. Not God. Prayer deals with things, not with God. You can't bribe God with anything. Not your worship, not your money, not your prayer, not your fasting. Hmm. All those things are yours. Are you here? You pray because you have been given access as a child of God. All the access Jesus has, you have. So when you are praying, imagine like you are Jesus. You are also a child of God. So whatever you call to move, moves. That's it. It's not you are calling God to come and move. You can't call God. To do what? Your prayer said, God is sleeping. He say. So sorry, sorry, no matter. We oh. have a wrong perception about prayer. Prayer is done by men, and because God has made his power available, the moment you speak in prayer, the power of God that is deposited in you it comes to fall. Then you use your prayer to direct what you want your prayer to do. So when we do understand prayer, you can stay three hours. Oh bumper you ever the mouse every oh when he pay Missy sorry 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 fire fayo you ah so you know when you jump like that you'll be sweating you. So you think when you are sweating like that, you think it's power. It's just your sweat. It's just your sweat. It's just your sweat. It's just your sweat. You see I'm sweating? It's just your sweat. It's just your sweat. It's the exercising of your body. Because you're a human being, you will sweat. You can easily mistake sweat coercion for power. How many of you have ever been to a place that are seen Jama before? Anybody? Oh, you sacred people show your hand as if you didn't go to look. Or if you have ever been to Blaster's camp and they are singing, eh? I Eli Eli. There's more power there than doing your worship. Coercion when people sing and clap together, it creates an atmosphere. It doesn't necessarily mean it's God. Opoku, we have a song, some Latin nonsensical song. When they sing it, eh, you feel God has come. He manusku ma the whole school. Come and the spirit, If you hear those boys singing, what you say? Unkunkunaba, unhundei. I don't know. I'm sure they recent. So don't confuse emotionalism with anointing. You know. you will be making a big mistake. I went to Chelsea Football Club in London, Stamford Bridge, and I saw them sing. I felt the power of God. They were not singing gospel song. Go. The way they, when they, hey, big men with their suit, they would just put their briefcases somewhere, then lift up their hand. Chelsea. Chelsea. Oh, the only thing I could hear is Chelsea. The whole stadium, you could feel spirit. So, and when they sang the spirit of God, forget it. God doesn't move by singing.